came out under album by Michael Card in the way of wisdom in 1990, and it was called the Job Suite. And it begins with the word blameless, and it describes this man. And uh, I'd like to read that to you. Take just a minute or so, but it's the bulk of a lot of what I want to say. But I think it'll make a little more sense because I, I think a lot of people don't know what the word blameless means. And so it says, blameless and upright, a fearer of God, a man truly righteous, no pious facade, one about whom God was accustomed to boast, and so one whom Satan desired the most. One day the accuser came breathing out lies, it's your holy handouts his faithfulness buys. And one desperate day his possessions were lost, his children all killed in one wrong holocaust. His children all killed in one raw holocaust. And yet, through it all, through the tears and the pain, he worshipped his God and found no reason to blame. Once more, the deceiver denounced and decried, it's skin for skin and hide for hide. Strike down his flesh, and he'll surely deny and confess that his praying has all been a lie. Very well, take him, the Holy One's side, but you must spare his life. O my son shall not die. So Job was afflicted with terrible sores and sat down in the ashes to wait for the Lord. He sat down in the ashes to wait for the Lord. And yet through it all, through the tears and the pain, he worshipped his God and found no reason to blame. A throne of ashes, a crown of pain, a sovereign of sorrows, a mournful reign. May the day of my birth be remembered no more. May darkness and shadow come claim it once more. Why did I not perish on that dreadful day and sleep now where kings and counselors lay? What I dreaded most has now come upon me. Why is like given those in misery? I loathe my own life, so my tears fall like rain as I find that there is no peace in my pain. Lord, send a comforter now to my door so that this terror will frighten no more. A counselor between us to come hear my oath, someone who could lay his hand on us both. These friends of mine are no comfort to me. So deftly they listen, so blindly they see. Their words and their doctrine, they all sound so true. The problem is, Lord, they're all wrong about you. I know my advocate waits upon high. My witness in heaven sees the tears that I cry. A true intercessor who will condescend to plead with God as a man pleads for his friends. If I've been untrue, if I've robbed the poor, if I'm without guilt, what am I suffering for? God would not crush me for some secret sin, and though he slay me, still I'll trust in him. I know now that my Redeemer's alive. He'll stand on the earth on the day he arrives, and though my body by then is no more, yet in my flesh I know I'll see the Lord. And then the Lord answers, Who is it who darkens my counsel? Who speaks empty words without knowledge? Brace yourself up like a man and answer me now if you can. Can you put on glory and splendor? What's the way to the home of the light? Does your voice sound like the thunder? 
are you afraid? Where were you when earth's foundations were laid? Who gave the heart its wisdom, the mind its desire to know? Can you bind the stars, raise your voice to the clouds? Did you make the eagle proud? Will the ox spend the night by your manger? Did you let the wild donkey go free? Can you take Leviathan home as a pet? If you merely touched him, you'd never forget. So who is it that darkens my counsel? Who speaks empty words without knowledge? Brace yourself up like a man and answer me now if you can. And Job's answer comes back. I am unworthy. How can I reply? There's nothing that you cannot do. You are the storm that calmed my soul. I place my hand over my mouth. I place my hand over my mouth. What is it to be blameless? I don't know if it's up there. What is it to be blameless? What is it to be unimpeachably blameless? Unimpeachable means not able to be doubted or questioned or criticized, totally trustworthy. Blameless carries with it the idea of character that we see in the church. Elders are to be blameless. How can a man be blameless? And so you think elders must be blameless and no one else. That's not the case at all. We're told that godly servants are to be blameless, James chapter 1 and verse 27. So what is the meaning of blameless? Well, blameless is defined as a believer's private and public life, which should really reflect his transform, the transformed work of Christ in your life. In other words, it should look like you've been saved. Uh, it's not about being perfect. That's not the word what blameless means. It's not about being sinless. But it is of such a character that it cannot really be charged with the behavior or the lifestyle of what it would look like if you never knew Christ. It should look like you know Christ. And if it looks like you know Christ, then you are blameless. And if you were put on trial, you could be convicted of being a Christian. That should be the outcome. Well, how can we be convicted of being a Christian? Well, there's a few ways that the scriptures spell out. One is by being blamelessly obedient. Before judgment, we need to be blamelessly obedient. It says in 1 Thessalonians three thirteen, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So before he comes, we need to be established as blameless. 1 Timothy six fourteen says that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing. So before he gets here, we are to behave as someone who is different now because we've been saved. So by being blamelessly obedient till he comes, and by being blame, being above what might be called accusations of those that would be lost, in the judgment it is possible that there will be accusations made. Matthew chapter 12 verse 41 says, the men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. So apparently that's possible in the judgment day and may very well take place, but it should not happen to any child of God. 
Titus 2 and verse 8 says, Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. That should be your state at the coming of the Lord Jesus, that no one would be able to charge you with being absolutely a, a profligate. First uh, Peter 2 and verse 12 says, Have your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. So what should actually be the case is on the day of judgment, people should stand up and say, yeah, they went to church. Yeah, they were. They really did some good things, and they should be able to identify that. First Peter 2, verse 15, For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So though you will be criticized, that's not what this is talking about, there will be no accusation made or leveled against you that is in fact true, that you are truly one who looks like you're lost and are in fact lost. No, that should not be ever the case for us. And so our actions, our behavior, will on that day put them all to silence. First Peter 3.16, Having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. On that day, they will be ashamed if they ever said anything ugly about you, behind your back or to your face. Because you've been faithful to the Lord. First Peter chapter 4 verses 4 and 5 says, In regard to these things, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation. That is the behavior of someone who's not saved. Dissipation. Uh, unsavedness. Speaking evil of you. They speak evil of you because you don't behave at the same level that they do. Verse 5. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Even for what they've said bad about you, they're going to have to talk to the Lord about it. So it is to your advantage to not only be unblameably obedient, you should be of such a behavior that no one can really level an accusation against you that's worthy at all. But one other idea is that having the most important thing, and that is having a great advocate. You see, at the judgment, the most critical thing is that we have an advocate that stands up, a, a lawyer that stands with us, if you will. First John 2, verse 1. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Of course, nobody should just sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So we have a defense attorney. In Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 33, it says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies don't let it worry you too much. The Lord justifies. And Jude one twenty four says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling, amen, and to present you faultless, blameless, faultless before the presence of his glory with his seating joy. So even if you don't feel blameless or unimpeachable, you are. And if you behave that way, there'll be no way that anybody could even make an accusation against you. Or charge you with unsavedness. But if it ever came down to it, they could convict you as a Christian. I want to be convicted as a Christian. Amen. If you're not certain you'd be convicted as a Christian, when we offer an invitation, you can repent of your sins tonight. Repent of what you've been doing wrong. 
confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the risen Lord and Savior, who does make you right, makes you blameless before him, and then be baptized in his name. You'll be forgiven. You'll be blameless. You walk a blameless life. That's what God wants for you. If you've not been doing that, we'd be glad to pray for you, encourage you along so that you begin to walk that blameless life. Won't you come if you need to while we stand and while we sing?